Welcome to Critical Hit, a major spoilers podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and checking us out this week. We have made our way inside the mysterious uh, structure, Brad. And uh, maybe maybe we found a little help. Maybe so. In fact, um, um, everybody uh, take one XP for finding a little help. Uh, so you've, because last time, you all uh, wandered into uh, what appears to be a kind of infirmary or medical bay. And you got uh, poor Galen to uh, to get prone on a uh, on a slab there, and uh, as he had gotten prone, a uh, a large uh, automaton was approaching him with its mini appendages and reached out to touch him. And I think that's where we left off, right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm more than willing to watch and see what happens. Yeah. We we just gonna see where this uh, goes then. I, I, All right. I, I think so, man. I mean, if so, I if mean, it picks him up, I mean, he could. Galen I got, seemed I need to think that stitches. we should head here. Yeah, uh, I, I suppose it was his idea. Um, yeah, I guess just get ready to grab him. I suppose if we. Oh, no, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. Okay. So one of, one of the uh, one of the automatons appendages reaches out and and uh, uh, reaches across a Galen and grabs uh, his his left arm. It's coming at him on his right side, the side of the broken arm. It reaches out and grabs his left arm, which, as you recall, was a, uh, a, a mechanical a, arm. Mechanical arm and lifts it up and kind of manipulates it and does something with it and um, the sits it back down beside his body and, and Galen seems to be kind of, uh, he's, he's aware of this, um, you know, and, and kind of lets it happen. And then the automaton, uh, grabs a hold of his wrist of his right arm and, uh, lifts it up and, and manipulates it. And, and Galen begins to uh, moan and then, and then yell in pain, uh, and the automaton uh, lowers his wrist and his arm is sitting there beside him. Uh, Galen is is continuing to moan in quite obvious pain and discomfort from having his arm manipulated like that. The automaton um, then brings out uh, another appendage, uh, extends another appendage that has a needle and thread on it. And a second appendage with a needle and thread, and a third appendage with a needle and thread, and uh, simultaneously uh, jabs the three appendages, the three needles, into Galen's right arm, and uh, begins to stitch around his arm with a very thin filament. Uh, and Galen is uh, uh, first moaning louder. And then begins to to scream in earnest, uh, clearly in extensive distress and pain uh, as the automaton uh, continues to uh, thread these uh, these needles with thread through him, uh, through his arm, and then through other parts of his body. So attaching the needles and thread to his chest, uh, and then wrapping around his mechanical arm, and more and more threads are going across his body until uh, the threads begin to work their way up to his shoulders and then uh, eventually uh, covering his face, uh, some of the needles penetrating his skin uh, of his face and his head, uh, but eventually covering over his face. And then it begins to work its way down his body uh, until he's completely encased in this very fine thin filament. Uh, And he appears, when you look closely at it, to be stitched actually to the rectangular prism. Uh, and he's completely encased uh, in the thread and the automaton uh, disengages and goes and stands back in its place. Galen um, is not screaming anymore. He's sort of moaning gently. You can see that there is um, a, a red patch of blood uh, spreading on the threads uh, on his right arm, uh, just above his elbow, uh, and, and this this blood seems to be soaking into the threads and uh, is starting to I, just kind of pool a little bit there on the edge of the slab where he is laying. Uh, so, like, I will walk over and have a look at the material that he's 
thread it in. What what are you looking for? What do you want to what do you want to know about it? Um I guess yeah, what is it? What is its purpose and um yeah, is it like is there a current running through it? Is it like you know, is it made of nano machines? Is it like you know, it, is it just synth? Is it just like it yeah. is a, a appears to be a metallic wire. Uh, so it's a, a super, I mean, the thread would not, you know, would be the appropriate word for it, but it is a, a metallic thread. It was, it was very kind of light and airy, not stiff. Like you would imagine a wire to be, it was, mm-hmm. but, but it is also clearly metallic. Uh, and if you touch it, you can sense a slight current running through it. Okay. Are yeah. you feeling better? There is no response. In Does fact, it? The, the moaning is is gone, and uh, Galen's not making any sound at all. From uh, like, does this look like it is in fact some sort of medical procedure, or did or did we just, you know, mutilate Galen? Mm-hmm. Mummify our guide. Yeah. Uh, you, you can draw whatever conclusions you want to make from the procedure I described. Okay. Should we get him out of there, Osvert? I kind of think so. Well, what, what, what if, what if it's actually going to heal him? I don't know. Can you t- can you ask the guardian now that he's active what he's doing? I can try. I'll go over and talk to the automaton. It is uh, perfectly still and inert as it was before. Okay, I'll try to like uh, give it some sort of like command, like. Um, you know, present appendages for cleaning or replacement or something like that and see if it responds. It does not make any response at all. Okay. I'll just stop and walk back over. It is non-responsive. Uh, well. I'll, I'll like, basically I'll, I'll examine Galen. I'll see if like. He is how he's breathing. If like his arm was set before this all happened, like is this actually keeping his arm in place? All right. Uh, are you like going to poke at his arm, like where his arm is? Yeah. And, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, thread wire stuff seems to have formed a very rigid surface around him. Like like poking it. You. I mean, you would. You're not getting, you know, it's just fully resisting you. It is not, it is not, it's almost solid. It is solid. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. And it's, it's in the, like, it's also been sewn into the slab. Uh, yes. So you can see that it's like this outer layer, the, the out, the most furthest outside layer is connected to the slab itself. Yeah. All, all the way around him. Uh, and the the blood flow uh, may have stopped, so it it maybe is you know there's not there's a little bit of there's some blood pooling there along the edge, you know like just above where his elbow, where you would imagine his elbow was right, and uh, and the the wire thread stuff is is definitely uh, stained red there, uh, but there doesn't the blood flow seems to have stopped. There's not more blood pooling there. Well, the blood at least seems to have been staunched from his injury. Like, Silica will, like, look at everybody's faces and say, from my medical training and what I perceive on your faces, this was somewhat disturbing to see. Yeah. Yeah. Unsettling would be the word I'd use. He looks like he's going to get eaten by a spider. I'll I'll also uh, tell you, Silica, that um, you know you you looked at his arm and and set his fracture, and uh, you do recall that it was not a compound fracture. There was no blood flow there. Uh, He was not bleeding. He wasn't bleeding. So the bleeding is new. Yes. Oh, that's Mm. not great. Is it? Is it possible that this thing looked at his robot arm and then looked at his busted arm and said, oh, well, this guy needs a new robot arm. 
And this is like a complex way of like create like giving him another robot arm. Um that would that is possible and in fact makes sense to your sort of understanding yeah. of how the world works. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, Silica will basically say that uh I it is possible that this is a way to construct a new uh, a prosthetic appendage for him. Oh. It is it is possible that the automaton saw the appendage, assumed that that was the norm, and is now, uh, through some process, eliminating his uh, flesh arm and uh, replacing it with a mechanical arm. But I am not certain that that is what's happening. Well... Mm. That's uh, questionable, but I guess he probably wouldn't mind. I don't know. It's, <laughs> we already put him in this thing. Uh, maybe we should just try to get some more information while we're here and let this thing happen and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Yes. At the very least, I am weary of interrupting the process. That's fair. Does it appear like some process is taking place? Uh, it doesn't appear that anything is happening. It's okay. it is yeah. It 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 also seems inert. And there is definitely the the blood that was there is starting to coagulate and and become tacky. Not you know, it is it is no longer liquid. Hmm. Is he still making any noise? Nope, not a sound. Oh, I think he's dead. Oh, is he dead? Like uh, let's, if if you were asking me, uh, I I don't know. Uh. uh, uh I mean, I'll see if he has a pulse. You, there's no way to detect a pulse because the rigid oh, is surrounding yep, him. Yeah, yep. yep. Uh. Um, I'll check if he's breathing. You wouldn't know. You don't detect any kind of breathing. But then again, how would you detect any kind of breathing? Put my hand up to where, like, his nose area would be. Mm-hmm. It seems to be it, fully encased in a very thick layer of thread wire stuff. Right. But it's, like, it's no, not so complete that we can't see blood through it. Right. But it is very complete. Okay. It is super-duper complete and stiff and rigid. I think okay. we should open it up if he can't breathe. That's not good. Well... I do not have flesh and organs like you, so I will. Uh, maybe they're turning the him into a. Uh, maybe, 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 maybe that's how you guys came to came about. Is that you were people originally, and then you got turned into this, and that's what they're going to do with Galen. Hmm. That seems think- unlikely. Hmm. Uh, Osford, why don't you cut open the? The mouth area, the face area, so we can see him and see if he's breathing and stuff. Hey, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I like this. I'll kind of try to like cut around the head and pull it back, like 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 where where the threads are attached to the surface, or what? Yeah. How are you? How are you doing? Yeah, okay. around the head where it's attached to the surface. So I'm not, you know, hopefully cutting into Galen. All right. So you, uh, yeah. What are you using to cut? A knife. Like a ceramic blade or a metal blade or what have you got? Yeah, let's see. I've got to have something in one of these kits. I mean, I'm just asking you to describe a knife. We'll, we'll assume you've got a knife. What kind of knife is uh, it? Yeah, sure. A metal knife. Okay. All right. Or maybe a chisel. What do you want? A metal knife or a chisel? A chisel. A chisel? A chisel is kind of bouncing off. Mm. Um, yeah. You're pretty sure a knife would be more effective here. Okay, then I'll use a metal knife. All right. So you can start sawing at the threads. The threads are, you know, pretty, pretty deep. So you're going to have to cut through, you know, maybe a dozen or so layers of thread just to kind of say, okay, I've got the tip of my knife underneath this, underneath this layer of thread. Um, to get, or I mean, just, just guessing, uh, to get around his head, just to get enough like peeled off so you could peel it down to his neck, say um, you're thinking this might take maybe 25 
30 minutes, something like that. Just, just of, of continuous sawing away with this, with this knife you have. Well, if that's yeah, true, yeah. he's going to be dead by then. If he's actually suffocating. Yes. We'll find out. I'll, I'll, uh, grab a knife from, uh, somebody and also assist. Maybe I, I can I'm gonna, I'm stuff gonna up. just take our time and look around while we aren't getting attacked by things and see if I can keep to the mission. Okay, so you're so okay, so while these two are sawing away with their little knives, uh you're gonna take so now you can get this done in you know about maybe you know, fifteen or so minutes, right? You the two people working it'll cut it in half. So uh is Murray's going to kind of go wandering around for 15 minutes or so? Is that the idea? Yeah, I'm going to try to get it the lay of the land a little bit better. Okay. Um, so there is just the one path in and out of this room. Uh, and uh, it, you know, it's, it's off of a hallway. So as you, you know, as you walk outside this room, uh, you're into a hallway, the, the blue light along the floor is gone. It is just kind of got that weird kind of light ambient glow, uh, in the hallway. Nothing, you know, nothing really particularly vibrant. Uh, it was pretty vibrant as you were walking around and walking through rooms and things, but the hallway just has kind of a, a pleasantly warm ambient glow to it. Uh, it extends, uh, about, uh, 10 yards in either direction where it joins up, uh, with in like a T intersection with other hallways. So you can go either left or right as you see fit. I will go right. All right. Uh, so you go down the hallway for about three or four minutes. Uh, I'll mark, make a little mark with the chalk so I can like, you know, a piece of chalk for my pack so that I know which way I went and that other people, if they, if I get lost and something <laughs> happens to me, know where I went to. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the other hallway, uh, is, uh, is this the way you came in or is this, uh, going, you know what I'm saying? Like, did you, did you come in this way down this hallway or is this new territory for you? I'm going to, I'm going to try going into new territory. Okay. All right. So, um, there are, uh, what appear to be several rooms, nothing, no doors. You didn't encounter any doors, uh, at all in your walk through here. So it's just sort of passages uh you went through a few rooms uh but then the hallways with other rooms that are darkened off to the side there uh as you're as you're walking down this hallway uh maybe approaching one of these doorways uh you hear the sound of something like kind of skittering down the hallway ahead of you it's just like a a, a tapping sliding tapping sliding kind of sound small not not something big but but something is down there moving around and approaching you actually. I'll try to like, you know, hide in the shadows as much as possible to try to figure out what this thing is. Um, so there aren't no shadows. I mean, there's this weird Fair ambient enough. light and, and a, and a long straight hallway and, uh, something does, um, about, about this maybe as tall as your knee, uh, and maybe as as wide and long as your foot uh, does come out of one of the doorways down at the other, like sort of further down the hall. Uh, it is coming toward you. Uh, it's from this distance. It appears to maybe be something mechanical um, with a bunch of legs. Mm-hmm. Well, I will. Pull out my bow, ready to fight it if necessary, but hope that it is no. I'll, I'll pull up, like, I'll actually first pull out my sigil and, and hold it up and see if that helps. <laughs> uh, the thing seems to be approaching you still. Okay, then I'll pull it, it's out. Not my... coming, it's not going to be very fast at all. It's, it would be, this would be kind of a, a slow walk. Uh, so you've you've probably got, uh, like, maybe, maybe 90, 120 seconds before it's going to come up on you it's it's coming along pretty slowly um i will back out of its route and just kind of see if it's trying to follow me or if it's just going about its business okay you're going back into the hallway you came from yeah okay all right so you step back into that hallway and um about a minute and a half later uh the thing is moving down the hallway and it's just it goes right on past it's it looks kind of like a I don't know if you if you imagined a um, 
maybe a boot turned upside down and then out of that boot, like it is a, uh, and the boot appears to be made of like kind of a silvery and green synth. Uh, and then out of the bottom of the boot are, are uh, a bunch of legs and a couple of large pinchery claw things. Uh, and the, the thing just kind of moves on down the hallway past you. I will try like, if it's just going about its business, um, I'll try following it. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, it's it's walking you know, way too slowly, right? It's it's that annoying, like you've you've got to you know you take a couple steps and you've kind of got to pause uh, to not catch up to it. Um, so it goes the other way down the hallway, back the way you all came from initially, and and turns the corner and is you know going down the other hallway that you didn't choose to go down. Uh, do you want to keep following it for a while here? Yeah. Okay. It goes uh, into a room, and uh, if you want to follow it into the room, you can. I do. Okay. Uh, when Now, when it went into the room, there was no particular reaction, but when you step into the room, uh, the room lights come up, hmm. and uh, you're in a, a space that appears to have... Um, a lot of plant life in it, like, like a lot of plant life. Uh, so that it's coming up out of the, out of the floor. Uh, it is, it is like the walls are covered in vines and, uh, it's a, also a very, it's a, it, it has kind of a potent earthy smell in this space. Uh, you've kind of lost track of the little thing. Uh, it's somewhere in among these plants. Huh. Well, I will head back to the group at this point. Okay. All right. Um, I think the guys are probably close to uh, getting that uh, stitching unsewed. Uh, how are you guys? How are you guys doing there? Oh, we 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 got it off. It's pulled away <laughs> from, uh, from his head. Okay. Well, when you pull it down, uh, you the Galen takes a big gasp. <gasps> And he's in clearly suddenly uh, in distress, though he wasn't a moment before. Uh, his eyes are wide and bloodshot. He's not screaming, but he appears to be just having difficulty catching his breath. And he is trying, uh, trying to catch his breath. And it's almost like somebody who has woken up from a nightmare and is in a in a panic over the nightmare. Is the hey, is buddy. any of the material attached to his body or like attached to his skin? Uh, it it was attached to his skin, uh, but not deeply. So when you peeled it back, like it didn't tear big gouges in him, but you can see that there are places where the mm. the very thin filament of the thread was through his skin, uh, and you you didn't break the filament, but you broke his skin pulling it up so but yeah, not so he's got some like slashes from where it yeah off. yeah but very superficial very shallow okay uh has the has the automaton moved while they were doing that no it is not this is completely inert okay uh yeah silica will walk over and um help to peel off the rest of it off of him okay uh, is anybody saying anything to him because he's yeah, clearly you're doing in, okay galen galen are you okay hey it, it, it hurts it hurts so bad do you want to be taken out or put back in i put back in what it hurts the, so bad my sewing thing my arm is on fire ah uh, it is Maybe it's it, working it is so painful you need to help me you need to help me yeah, Silica uh, just okay. Silica looks at him. Why are you helping me? Do you, do you have emotional attachment to that arm? Silica, help me. Silica. Yeah, I'll I'll get help, you out. Help help me. Right, uh, yep. I guess we'll continue to try to get him out of there. Yeah. What are you doing? What we're are you doing? You out of there. It's we're burning. going to peel this off of you. It, it's burning. It's burning. My arm is burning. I'll I'll start the the peeling off with the arm area and see if I can get a look at what's going on under there. Okay, as as you uh, peel it up and there's this blood there uh, caked. Uh, as you peel it up, you see that um, his his 
flesh arm uh, is is laying there on the slab, um, cut off slightly above the elbow, mm. uh, and um, there is sort of a very uh, rudimentary, like sort of the most most basic form of a uh, metal prosthesis there. Um, though he does appear to be, as you're getting things disconnected, he, he, the arm is, is starting to flail about It's making it really difficult for you to disconnect the, to, to cut because he keeps moving this arm. Uh, first it's just twitching and now it's sort of violently, uh, lashing around, uh, within the cocoon. Uh, and also his flesh arm is there with it, uh, and also kind of bouncing around and jostling mm-hmm. around and, and splattering blood, uh, on you. I will uh I will say Galen stop stop moving. I'm not moving. And the arm continues to flail around. Your non-prosthetic arm was severed off and replaced with a new prosthetic. It um seems like the process was either not completed or it was not done properly. What is happening? Why does my arm burn? Uh, I think we interrupted the process. Sorry. What was the process that my, my, my arm, I have, I have, I have a prosthetic arm. Yeah, you have two. I have two prosthetic arms. Uh, and at this point, the arm comes loose, uh, fully loose from the, the cocoon structure. Uh, and, uh, he begins to sort of wave it around in front of his face, uh, and, and he can see it and you, you, you can see sort of a recognition in his eyes as he, as he is connecting the, the movement of the arm with his, with his own impulses and the arm begins to slow and then, and then gradually sort of get a stability and he lays it, uh, beside him there on the, on the slab. Okay. I will I will check the interface between the arm and his shoulder or you know basically yeah, or yeah. whatever was left. Yeah, so um, it, the the interface seems sound like it's not there's no blood or 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 right. a weird tissue damage like like it is it is exactly as you would expect to see the It's exactly as I would have done it. Yeah, there's a there's a fully like a metal casing that that is enclosing the the area of his flesh there. So it's, it's not uh, like, so one thing okay. that I didn't ask or didn't catch is the, the, this medical stitching automaton also a, uh, also similar to Silica's model or is it like very different? No, it's very different. Okay. Very, very completely different. Yeah. Okay. Just, just a, a fully, uh, sort of synth, synth steel kind of. Thing. Right. So it doesn't have, yeah, you've got this, uh, kind of clay-like structure right as did the uh the guardian the guardians uh, yeah so this is not made of the the stitching thing was not made of that at all i see okay so galen seems to be uh coming back around do you want to continue to uh slice this um this material off of him or what do you yeah do you- if it if it seems like he has gain control of the arm and it seems to be a sound connection then yeah we'll we'll try to we'll still like i will try to continue to get him out of it okay it 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 is a sound connection the arm is not as sophisticated as his other one in fact it it only has um like like three digits and a thumb like one of the digits just seems to be not formed right not that the you know not like the hand is a hand size but it's just like it just one of the fingers uh isn't there uh and then it does it does look like it like the mechanisms are not encased properly like you can see bits of mechanism and there are there are um crystals in it that you can see are glowing and flashing on and off uh which is just kind of weird like you shouldn't be able to see this deep into a a prosthetic device like this that's it it doesn't, it does not look right. It's definitely right. not the way you'd want it to be, but, but it appears that he's gained control of it. Okay. Uh, yes, it does appear that we inter- uh, interrupted the process. Sorry. Um, it is all right. 
well, I suppose it is for Galen to decide whether it is all right. Um, Galen, the process for building the your arm was interrupted because we did not know whether you were in danger or not. Um, however, when we return to drive, I can spend some time fixing this arm and making sure that it works as well as it can. He he looks at you with that the you know the way a person opens their eyes way too wide so you can see the the sclera all the way around mm-hmm. their iris right and and he just says just just make it stop burning please make it stop burning. Mm. I'll, please. I'll yep. I'll I'll look at it. I'll see if there's a a clear um or I'll I'll see if there's a a a, a like basically he's if it's burning. Um, I, I'll ask him: Is like, is it a steady burn, or does it come in waves? It, it it is it is constant. It is burning. Okay. Um, I will look into the prosthetic, at the parts that are not finished, and see if there is like basically something that is glowing or twitching or moving that matches the way that like the muscles in his shoulder are responding to to the pain. Oh, uh, no, it doesn't, there doesn't seem to be any kind of correspondence. I mean, things are glowing and flashing and, you know, and moving in there, but no, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be like a, if you're looking like this, this seems to be the source of the problem. There's no such thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll see if there's a way to, to like shut it down. Um, you don't. Turn it I mean, off. You, you can you can uh, you can make a uh, check to do that because you've got you've got some like a surgical skill, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm trained in healing, surgical procedures, and withstanding pain. Okay. Also, uh, understanding Numenera. Okay, so 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 we will we will say the heroic task. Um, I mean, your training can knock that in the understanding Numenera and in the the healing thing will knock that down two levels to intimidating. So your target would be an 18, 18 and intellectual. Hmm. Well, I might just try that cause I'm pretty much out of intellect points. Okay. So well, you have two, you could spend your last two if you wanted to. Yeah. Isn't that gonna yes. like impair me? It will then impair you. So I guess it would be pointless to uh, spend the last two on, <laughs> On effort, when that does, then spending it on effort, then, yeah, then immediately uh, get yeah. impaired. Never, yeah. never mind. Yeah. Okay. Good so point. what am I? What am I rolling against? Your, your your roll is an eighteen. Your target is an eighteen. Okay. Uh, that and you said that was intimidating. Is that what I'm looking at? Uh, it's, yeah, it's heroic down to intimidating. Okay. Nope. All right. You rolled a three. Yeah, that wouldn't have got you very far at all. All right. Um. So you don't see any kind of way to disengage it or to turn it off okay i will uh i will try to basically um spend your life then like vulcan nerve pinch him <laughs> like okay. i'll try to like knock him out in some sort of way that's not going to like cause any permanent harm Okay. All right. Uh, this would be something you probably know how to do. You've done this before. You're just making something up. Um, I, I'm going to say that I've probably done this before because, um, you know, okay. little, little, little fleshy guys are always hurting themselves. I'll, I'll tell you what I'll let you do. I'll let you spend an XP for a player intrusion that says that you've done this a lot if you want. Okay. Okay. Oh, down to one XP. All right. Yeah. So basically, Silica's been around Drive for a while, and like people get injured, and he doesn't always have access to like actual anesthetics or whatever. So he's definitely, definitely had to get people drunk before to operate, and he's definitely had to just knock people out to operate before. Yeah, we'll call this a we'll call this a difficult task. So your your target is twelve. Okay, let's see if I can roll for... I mean, and if, if you'd rather say, no, I'm not going to do the intrusion, I'm not going to spend the XP for that, I, I'll... No, I'll, I'll try it. It okay. You know, what am I... What would you say it was difficult? 12. Yep, yep, difficult for 12. All right, let's try that. Also, no. 
Ah, yep. You you cannot Vulcan nerve pinch him. Okay. He just seems to be um, suffering this intense pain. Um, I will look at the others and say, well, I am out of resources. Uh, hmm. I suppose we could try to reinitiate everything since now we know that yeah, that's what I was going to say, but um, seems I'm like we're only creeped out. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so we got to get him out, and okay. then maybe lay him back down in a different slab and see if we can reset. Okay, yeah. As you're as sure. you're pulling him out of the rest of the cocoon, you know the the threads are are tearing out of his skin, you know, on his legs and. And uh, or on his one leg, his left metal leg, it's not really causing a problem. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, down his torso and his leg is just getting those those very small superficial cuts all over. Uh, yeah. And as are his clothes being torn. So all you right. get him out of that, and he's kind of uh, wandering around, uh, clearly in pain. Yep. All right. And, Let's lay him down in this one. Okay, so you get him to uh, lay down there. Mm-hmm. The uh, the automaton um, comes back to life. It uh, it slides over to him. Now it's on the, his left side. Uh, mm-hmm. It uh, lifts and manipulates his right arm. It lifts and manipulates his left arm. Goes back and lifts and manipulates his right arm again. Um, wiggles it around. Uh, uh, None of this seems to cause Galen any particular pain besides what he's already suffering from. Right. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, and um, the machine lays his arms at his side and begins the stitching process again. Right. Galen seems to sort of panic at this. Oh, what, is, what is, what is it doing? What is it I'll, doing? Like Silica will just like basically put his hand on Galen's chest. This hurts. Say, this, this hurts. Yes, I understand that. You have to withstand this pain, otherwise the burning will not stop. The stitcher got your finger, by the way. Uh, One of your fingers, Mm -hmm. your middle finger of your hand is stitched into uh, alongside Galen there. Okay. Um, Silica has kind of like this like metal backpack type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically it will open and a metal like arm with a like scalpel type thing comes out and just slices Silica's finger off and Silica pulls his hand free. Okay. Uh, And then like holds up his hand and a different one comes out and starts like stitching a a new finger, like basically like 3d printing him a new finger. Very good. Galen's still having a bit of a panic, uh, but he is laying still and the, the machine is uh, is now sort of getting up close to his face. He seems to be growing calmer and is not not panicked, although is still conscious mm-hmm. as the machine begins to stitch across his face and up to the top of his head, and then it goes back down toward his feet and uh, has reestablished the cocoon around him. Hey guys, I found a garden. Uh, yeah, we yeah. found something horrifying. We hurt Galen. <laughs> well, they oh. hurt Galen. Well, that's upsetting. He'll be yes. fine. Why'd you do oh, that? Well, it turns uh, out the uh, the machine was, in fact, attempting to grow him a new prosthetic arm. It removed his arm in the process, which... um. Yes, I believe uh, was unnecessary, but now uh, it, it, we essentially interrupted the process, which means he was in a lot of pain. His nerve, his nerves were probably not properly connected, or whatever hub uh, this thing uses for motor reception was probably firing without needing to, causing him pain. Well, that's really weird. Want to go see the garden? Yes. I suppose. <laughs> sure. This day isn't already weird enough. 
There's right, a so little robot that tends to it, but it didn't seem hostile. Are you when are you all leaving the room or what's uh I got I got a question. When we how long was it until we pulled them out from the beginning of the process to pulling them out? Uh let's see. So it took about 15 minutes to cut it and maybe so maybe about 20 minutes uh Okay. So Silica will estimate given how far along the hand was to see about how long it's going to take for the process to be complete. Okay. Do you want to um uh do you want to roll that for an estimate or you just want to I, make I, an estimate? Um I can roll it cuz I I Rodrigo the person playing Silica am terrible at estimating time. <laughs> so all right, we we will call that a, uh, a an intimidating role. So an eighteen or better to do this. Um, this okay. is so you, but you have you have the training which would knock that down to a a fifteen or better. Okay. Uh, four. It looks like so. You would Silica has it. no idea how long this is going to yeah, take. Yeah, it's going to take and a we'll few say, minutes longer at least, right? Yeah. And we'll say I have no idea how long this is going to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I guess we'll just come back and check. Yeah, it's my opinion too. Very well. So yeah, let's uh, follow Maris uh, to the uh, to the garden. The garden. Okay. So uh, this this room is is pretty big. Uh, this, this is another circular room. This is a, down the hallway. Make a turn. You all heard how 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 you get there. Um, so it's it's a large circular room, uh, brightly lit, a very uh, earthy smell to it. You can you can smell the soil here, and uh, all kinds of plants. Uh, there are sort of pathways or rows between the plants, so you can you can walk among them. Um, but they are also growing out of sort of large earthen mounds that have either been placed or erupted out of the floor. It's not really clear. Uh, also the walls are, uh, some vines are coming from the walls and, and hanging down to the floor. Some of the plants are flowering. Some have fruit. Hmm. Do we Can recognize I... any of these fruits or anything? Uh, yeah, you, you, you recognize, uh, some shoot berries. Uh, you recognize uh, something. It's not, it's not the right color. Uh, but it 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 looks like a Philly fruit. It's just not the right color of purple. Um, maybe several other fruits you could recognize, and some of the flowers seem familiar. Also, though, some of this stuff is stuff you've never really seen before. That looks very exotic. Uh, uh, a a red flower that is, you know, a five petals around a, a a green center structure, that kind of thing. Pretty, huh? Yeah. While you're milling about, uh, Osford notices the uh, weird upside down boot thing. It it kind of scuttles across from one mound of earth across the pathway where he is standing, and and over to another mound of earth, and and disappears among the the leaves there. Uh, is that the tender you were talking about? Yep. It doesn't seem aggressive. That's. Uh, Good. Well, hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you think any of this stuff is edible? I'm going to keep my hands mm. off everything. Yeah, it seems like the right call. That might not be aggressive, but I don't want to tempt it. Unless you can talk to it, Silica. Can attempt to. Another creature, sort of like the other one. I mean, it has little legs and pinchers coming out the bottom of it, but this isn't like an upside-down boot. It seems to be coming out of a, a maybe just a spherical shape with a with a protrusion, like a long protrusion coming out the left side. So imagine like a, a big ball with a purple stick coming out of it. Uh, and then on the bottom, there are these little, little mass of legs and a couple of big pinchers, uh, and, and it walks into the room. Yeah. Is this, uh, also some sort of automaton? 
Um, it or is, is this a critter? It, it is metallic and um, and synth. Uh, but if as you look at the feet and the little pinchers, it seems that seems to be organic. In fact, as you look, if you're looking closely at it, uh, you can see a like two appendages uh, that appear to be eye stalks uh, between the two large pinchers, like a little hermit abomination. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very much like a little hermit abomination. How how big did you say this thing was? So uh, um, the sphere is like about the size of uh, like a soccer ball, basically. Okay. So it's like a sphere and then like a stick going down. A, yeah. A stick and poking that, out of the bottom of the stick are like pincers and legs. And poking out stops. of the bottom of the sphere. Sorry. This, the stick is just poking off to the side. Like it's just oh, really, oh, oh, oh. weirdly asymmetrical stick coming out gotcha. of this. Thing. Yeah. So this yeah. is, this is like something that it found. Yeah. That it's like that it just fit well enough and now it's it's his little house yes okay well it could be dangerous but let's just let it go wherever it wants to for now this one seems seems very intent on staying close to you uh it's coming right up to your feet and uh is is not pinching your feet but maybe stroking your feet with its pinchers to me specifically yes to you specifically Okay. I will like kneel down to look at it better. Okay. Uh if you uh if you put your hands within reach of its pinchers, it, it begins to stroke your hands also. Okay. It likes um, you. For some reason, maybe it wants to smell like me. Is it alive? Yes. This is a biological creature. I believe it is Using this um, uh, assembly as its protection and, and home as, as a sort of shell. Oh. Maybe it can be Alam's new friend. <laughs> the other one, have the, the boot one comes out uh, in uh, sort of behind uh, Silica and is is also reaching out to your ankles, to your feet, and, and is touching you with its pinchers. Uh, the boot, is the boot one organic? Uh, so yeah, it seems to be the same quarter of same, critter, same critter. Just, just inside a different object, a different okay. kind of object. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe it wants to become part of you. <laughs> hmm. Well, I would be all okay with that, but it may be detrimental to their biological uh, portions. Well, we can keep exploring, see if we can find some more answers. Yes. Uh, Silica will just move away from them. Okay. They're definitely uh, want to follow you. Okay. Well, that seems okay. Okay. If they're not like hostile or anything, they also move rather slowly. So yeah. you, you know, if you just sort well, of well, so do I. So <laughs> if if I can outpace them, then they move very very slowly. Yeah, they yeah. You can just just see your normal walking speed. You you probably move faster than they do, uh, okay. unless they. I mean that that unless they decide to really run and uh, sprint after you in their in their kind of little weird way. Yeah. So. uh as we walk over, Silica will say, I should be able to uh, print a nutrient tank, but again, I do not think that would be helpful for them. They would essentially be trapped in there, and I do not think that's what they want. Who knows? Yes, all of this is very strange. As Galen was fond of saying, the Numenera are mysterious. Numenera is mysterious? Yes, both. Yes. We're spiders in someone else's web. Yes. Speaking of that, did uh, anybody make a map of how you got here or anything like that? Was anybody like paying very close attention to the blue line as it led you here? Uh, uh, I was marking mm-hmm. with chalk. Okay. But mostly that was because I didn't want to, you know, be totally lost in here. And then people will be like, where did Marie's go? Oh, now she's under some other cocoon. 
Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll say that your, were your chalk marks on the floor or the walls? On the walls. Okay. All right. So you can, you can see your chalk marks um, very clearly, and you can see which direction you were traveling as you came in here along the blue line. So what would you all like to do? Just go back in the direction that I didn't go before. If we have we if, if we go back out of the garden, does that get us back closer to the infirmary? Uh yeah, so you're just so there's just the one entry to this space and that that leads you out into a hallway that is just one turn away from the hallway where the infirmary is. Okay. Uh you're, you're not very far away from it. Should we check on Galen before we keep moving. Yeah. Yeah, but don't pull him out again. Seems like the right. It didn't go call. well. We will not pull him out. Silica will walk over and check. Okay. If he's still it, in the cocoon. Yeah, the cocoon seems uh solid like it was before, uh or like the other one was, I should say. And he seems uh firmly ensconced in it. After a little bit, the uh, the two little critters um, come into this room. Yeah, they they enter the room. Yeah. Okay, I'll walk back out. Okay. They turn and follow you, of course. If we if we go by the front door, I might just like put him in front of like the like the guardian. Because mm-hmm. I'm well, that guy's not moving, so <laughs> maybe they'll want to be his friends. <laughs> Although, if they leave the thing and then try to come back in, he might kill them. So maybe I won't do hmm. that. Or I'll put the sigil on their like shoe and soccer ball, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. All right. Well, you can you can do any of those things you want to do. Yeah, I'll do and that. I will. I will. You, you want to walk back to the the entryway? Yeah. I'll. I'll first. I will reproduce or ask at least ask Anam to paint the sigil on them. Okay. Absolutely. And then I will basically guide them to the entrance and kind of like like sh- like push them towards the other one and see if they respond to him in the same way. Okay, there are actually now two guards at the entrance. Oh, good uh, to know. And they're they're sort of so it's not one guy blocking the entrance but two standing at either side. And you can see, you know what I mean, they're not they're visibly there as you approach the entrance. You can, you okay. can see. well, then I, then I won't do that because I only reprogrammed one of them. Yeah. I was going to say, so I'll, I will bail on that and just let them follow me back into the structure. Okay. All right. Well, there you're, you're there in the structure and, um, you can do any of a number of things you want to do. You just have to think of them. Do we know, well, I, I'll say as a group, um, we came looking for the bolt in the sky. Do we know which direction that's at? So it, you would, you would imagine it to be kind of in the center of this structure, right? That is, that is, it, you know, the way, the way the door lined up. So you, you know, you were following from the North and the way everything kind of lines up, uh, as you're looking at the door and you can see the the bolts coming out, it wasn't like over there. It was wherever it was as you're f- directly facing the structure, it is right in front of you. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so anywhere along that, that curved wall, uh, it's right in front of you. And therefore it must be around in the center somewhat, at least. We should head that direction. Very well. Yeah. Okay, so there are there are the, there's the there are four exits from this room. The one you came in, the you know the one that leads to the outdoors, and then these three others. The pathway to the infirmary was the pathway to the right. Um, it took you um, maybe forty five minutes or an hour to get there, and forty five minutes or an hour to get back. Um, if you want to head, you know, out toward the middle area, um, that's fine. But you know that, it, and that sort of points you toward the center of the structure. But you don't get very far at all before there is a T intersection, and you have to head either left or right. Um, do you want to just? Me, 
kind of figure out which way the center is and, and wander around until, you know, like, like just sort of your goal in a blind maze is kind of toward the center. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Now, hold on. Let me uh, look here. Uh, also, will kind of look uh, down both paths, uh, put his ear to the ground, tap on the ground a couple times in different parts. He run his finger along the ground, taste it, <laughs> spit it out. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> I have this ability. Uh, find the way. When you apply effort to a navigation task because you don't know the way, are lost, are attempting to blaze a new route, need to choose between two or more otherwise similar paths to take, or something very similar, I can apply a free level of effort. Okay. Yep. All right. Very so cool. at, the, at this intersection... Um, so you at this at this T intersection um you are confident that either way um oh, okay. you know what you know what I'm saying like 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 like, <laughs> like equidistant yeah there's not like you know there's not some magical um you know one of them is is some degrees more toward the center than the other um this this appears to be perpendicular to the direction you need to be going right <laughs> I see um so you know, we could, um, I'll tell you what, let's, let's do this. Um, um, you know, the, there's a, a, this T intersection, um, arbitrarily picking one or the other, you eventually come to another intersection. One of those ways is clearly more toward the center, right? Um, mm-hmm. and we can, we can, you know, I, I don't need to make you, uh, uh, make rolls over and over again, maybe secretly and figure out where you're where you're going or where you're not going. Um, uh, let's say uh, after about 15 minutes, you do come to a path where um, you're not really sure. And, and maybe this direction makes more sense, or maybe this other direction makes more sense. And this might be an occasion where you would want to use this special skill and and we could try this as we could call this a uh, a difficult decision to make, right? That would be a level four target is twelve. Okay, your skill allows you to apply effort for with no no um, no expenditure. No yeah. yeah, so so you could get it down to a nine to see if you're gonna go the right way or not. I guess. Okay. Well. uh yeah, I mean, I think what the what it is is basically if I do one level of effort, I basically get one for free. So, yeah. when you apply effort to a navigation task, because all those, uh, you apply a free level of effort. Okay, when you apply an effort, when you apply effort, you apply a free level of effort. Is that what it says? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So we'll say you get to apply two levels of effort there. Okay. Even though you're, you're, not, cleared, you're not cleared for two levels of effort, but we can say that it, it gives you a free level of effort. I mean, the, I would read that to say that though you're not cleared for two levels of effort, you get to, you get a free level of effort. So it, it brings it down two steps instead of one. Right. That's yeah. Cause I, otherwise why would they give it to him at level one? Right. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't make any sense otherwise. Yeah. All right. So uh, it was a difficult thing. It's now going to be kind of a standard task. So uh, your target number is six. Okay. I will try that. All right. Roll a 13. Well done. All right. Uh, after about 15 or 20 minutes more of walking, and I'm, I'm assuming, Murray, that you're diligently uh, marking the, the pathway with chalk. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Uh, you're coming to another sort of weird, uh, weird, difficult decision. Um, and uh, same, same parameters. So you applied the effort before. Is that correct? So you spent one. And then you yeah. got one for free. So, and you've got an edge of two in effort. So you, you went down two intellect points. Uh, do you want to apply the effort again? Again, you're looking at another difficult decision to make. So it's level, level four. Your target is 12. Yeah. I'll spend another two intellect. Okay. Roll it. All right. Get that. And boop. Oh, very good. All right. Yeah, 17. There we go. Well done. All right. Um, 
at as uh after about another 15 or 20 minutes of walking uh you open out, you see ahead of you um uh sunlight uh so you seem to be coming to an an open space here and in the sunlight you can see that there's kind of a ahead of you in the space in the sunlight there are steps that appear to be going up. Well, they don't appear to be going up. There's a set of stairs that, that go upward. All right. I think we might be getting close, guys. Uh, brace yourself. All right. We'll do that next week. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, uh, for, for tuning in. Uh, it's, uh, oh, man. I've, I have some uh, uh, Wes Craven and some... Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's his name? Some Cronen, uh, whatever Cronenberg. 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 Yeah, man, I'm having those kind of flashbacks this week, uh, Brad. Thanks a lot. My and, pleasure. Uh, and for everyone else who are going to have uh, nightmares for weeks, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2022 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.